Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Compassionate CEO podcast. I'm your host, Jess Palmer, a compassion coach for creators, artists, healers, entrepreneurs, here to remove the stigma around mental health in the realm of entrepreneurship. And today I am joined with the amazing, creative, and inspiring Kate Visser. Kate is such an amazing individual. I am so grateful to have connected with her on my Half Moon Healings page. We were following each other before I had rebranded. And I feel like once I rebranded, I really started to kind of get more into Kate's work. I feel like for some reason it wasn't popping up on my other account, but like the minute I rebranded, it was like, all I saw was Kate. And I was like, I need this girl on the podcast. So Kate is a conscious business and brand coach, and she helps creatives and coaches build conscious, sustainable business models and impact-driven brands. And truly, you guys need to go follow Kate, follow Kate, and you can find her on Instagram at I am Kate Visser, and you can check out her amazing, beautifully designed website, katevisser.com, where she has really great content, really helpful if you're trying to really expand in your social media content, your brand, and your marketing, and how you want to show up more consciously in your work. So hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. Hello, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. I'm just thrilled to be in this space with you and pick your brain around mental health and being an entrepreneur. And I really like that yesterday you shared on your story of experiencing, you know, anxiety and what that felt like for you. And so my question is, you know, how does it feel to vulnerably share those parts of you with your community? Yeah, uh, talking more about mental health is something that you know, I'm, I'm, first of all, I just have to say, like, I'm so grateful that you're creating this space and that you're opening up this conversation because it is so important. And I love your approach to redefining what leadership looks like. And that's what I am trying to do more of on my own brand and my page. Um, and yeah, yesterday on Instagram, I just shared, you know, I was having anxiety this morning and I couldn't get to work till like one o'clock. Um, and I'm trying to share more of my own mental health struggles because we need to know that struggling with your mental health doesn't negate you from any kind of opportunity of success. Like, we just have to learn how to have self-compassion, how to understand our mental health struggles, our mental illnesses, and how to better support ourselves and realizing that, like, the sooner that we can learn to have compassion for ourselves and just accept kind of it is what it is in a way and that we just need to support ourselves better, actually the sooner we can break down these walls and barriers of you know, helping other people realize, yes, you can achieve your dreams too. And so I want anybody following me to know, um, you know, I, I wanna paint a new picture of leadership of what that looks like. and. It's, you know, it's like the new paradigm view of, of leadership and entrepreneurship. <laughs> and I feel like the old way is perfectionism and look, I've got it all together. But the truth is just nobody has it all together. Right. And not everyone struggles as much in their mental health as some people, which is awesome. But I want people to know, like, it's okay if you struggle um, and it doesn't make you weak if you do and 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 I want to not share it so much in a way of just like I'm sad just look at me like <laughs> but you know hey I'm having a hard day that's okay um you know some days I will just post on my social media like on my stories I was gonna post today but I'm actually gonna wait till tomorrow because I'm I'm depressed today or I'm having anxiety and just stating just stating that like it's not a weird thing to talk about. Yes. Like it's human. <laughs> we're all human. Yes. Can we just, can we just agree on that? That we're all yes. human and we have emotions. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I love that. I love your whole approach. And I feel very strongly that kind of like what you're saying, kind of reframing and moving away from that paradigm of, you know, that sharing, it's not necessarily that you're looking for attention. That's not what's happening. It's like we're normalizing the fact that we're having these experiences. And I think what's sad, too, is like in society, people who do show up more emotionally or more, um, let's say, quote unquote, like mentally unstable or ill, it can be seen as like 
looking for attention or looking for, you know, free therapy or looking for whatever. And I was talking about this in a clubhouse um, chat the other day where when is it too much when it comes to sharing your vulnerable and darker aspects with your community and audience? And I don't know, like my response to that was like, I feel like if someone in your community is going to have a problem with your vulnerability, then it's very likely that that person's probably not going to jive with you and your work and your brand and your essence so like what do you think about that like when do you think it's too much to share or if that's ever a um, thing yeah no that comes up all the time with me and my clients literally something I was talking about for my clients yesterday because we talk a lot about like sharing your story I think that's a really important part to your brand and some of our stories um, are really hard to share I've had a lot of clients that have experienced a lot of deep trauma um, and first things first, I think we're always encouraged as entrepreneurs um, on social media to be more vulnerable and to share vulnerability. And I think that we have to learn how to decipher why are we being vulnerable? Are we being vulnerable just to be vulnerable? And why are we sharing what we're sharing? Right. I think personally, like it's up to you what you want to share, how much you want to share. That's each person's own decision like you don't have to be super vulnerable if you don't want to like you're gonna find your own comfort level with that right I'm super open and vulnerable but that's just how I am as a person right and I don't expect all of my clients to be that way or whatever like it's your own comfort level so I think you know that first and understand why you're being vulnerable so yeah like when when would you, you know, not know whether you're sharing too much or not? I think first things first, just check in with yourself. Are you feeling uncomfortable with what you're sharing? Are you feeling like you're having to be vulnerable just for vulnerability's sake, just so maybe you can boost your views or, you know, it's really interesting. All my posts that I share on Instagram that are the most vulnerable have the highest engagement rates, which is really awesome. And it shows me that obviously the content is resonating but it can sometimes become a tactic, right? Yes, yes. So what, what's seen as being conscious and relatable can also become something unethical at the same time. Yes. So I think it's just important to realize, like, why are you sharing what you're sharing? You know, I yes. don't just go on my Instagram stories and just go, oh, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, whatever, and just kind of, like, vent yes. when I share. I try my best to kind of either I'll share it and I'll just say, you know, I'm having a hard day. I'm not going to be online much today, or I'm sharing it with a few tips because I want to show other people, Hey, I'm struggling with this. If you struggle with it too, you're not alone. Here's how we can overcome it together. Um, and you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with sometimes sharing, you know, people will post photos of themselves crying or whatever, and just be like, normalize yes, human emotion. I love that. Like, I- I think that's powerful. So just understanding why you're sharing what you're sharing, not everything, not absolutely everything has to be tied back to your brand and your business. Sometimes you just got to share about you and your life. But I think what's powerful about that is that shows your audience that you're human and you're relatable. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I really liked that um, you had mentioned something along the lines of sharing your story as part of your brand. And so I know I kind of just like started off with questions. So I really would love to know more about you and your story with your mental health and being an entrepreneur and a creator. What does that look like if you're open to share? Oh, homegirl, I got a story for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where do I start? Um, I <laughs> yes. like, do you want my whole life story or? <laughs> Wherever it feels good for you, lady. Wherever it feels good for you. Um. Yeah, so... I've struggled a lot with my mental health. Um, I have coexisting mental illnesses and I am branching out and sharing more about it this year. Um, so I, I guess the best place to start is, you know, I've experienced a lot of trauma throughout my childhood and adolescence, maybe not as, as much as some other people, but still very impactful. And long story short, it drove me to um basically living in scarcity mindset for very you know 
all throughout my early uh, 20s and I got in a ton of credit card debt. And so the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey really was just about getting out of debt. That's like everyone's dream. And yes, so I relate very last, much. Yeah. My last business was really just started to make some extra money. And then I fell in love with um, kind of personal development and wellness. Um, I actually used to be a like vegan blogger and YouTuber. That's um, cool. Because I have an autoimmune disease. So I talked about that. And um, so long story short, I have over six years of experience. I was basically a graphic designer turned wellness blogger and YouTuber turned fitness coach. And then I was exposed to this whole world of personal development and coaching. And it wasn't really until I got into fitness coaching and you know, PD, personal development books and everything that I realized the severity of my own trauma and actually how it was um, controlling my life. Um, so I was kind of introduced to my own mental health healing through this whole world of like physical wellness, right? I thought if I was working out, like I was mentally fit, you know? Yes. And <laughs> so um, long story kind of short, um, basically uh i you know i've struggled with just a lot of living in major anxiety major fight or flight when i actually started my coaching business um i had temporarily moved into my car to um try and save money and pay off debt and that wasn't the plan for the year this was back in 2018 i was gonna live in my car for a little bit um, to try and pay off debt. I was a barista at the time, had just started my coaching business. And long story short, I lost my job, ended up being broke AF, lived in my car for a year um, wow. while building my coaching business. And I was really stuck in a cycle of just major physical and mental scarcity and um, was just hustling like mad. And I was helping my clients and I was really faking it till I made it. And I was helping them get great results, but I was severely undercharging, overworking, and I didn't see a way out. And so um, it actually took me to go like into more debt and actually invest more in coaches to help me, for me to really become stable and heal. And so um, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but becoming a coach and working with other people to help push me to being becoming my higher higher self you know a greater version of myself um is what revealed to me how i needed to heal i thought i was just going to become a successful entrepreneur but really my business became the biggest personal development journey you know of my life and 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 that is really what it can become um if you allow it to be you know it's being an entrepreneur is not easy. I know you know this. And yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, amen. <laughs> yeah. For like, really, you just said business as, like, I wrote it down, business's biggest personal development journey. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, something that I've really just started to realize in this past year is, um, you know, I, and it's something I'm still really healing in currently, like today, is why can't I perform like everyone else? And I think we have to realize, like, whether it's just a mental illness that has happened and just occurred to us, or it's trauma-related, or both, like, I'm learning how to be compassionate with myself. And literally, that's your, that's your title, <laughs> the Compassionate CEO. Uh, funny that I'm here. Um, but... I think I'm learning really a new way in this year of, of my business to rethink how I'm even doing business. Yes. Um, uh, so I struggle with, I have an anxiety disorder. Um, I struggle with like chronic depression. I am like 1000% sure I have ADHD, even though I'm not diagnosed and I have PTSD. So we, we just got a whole bag of fun things here. A whole bag of fun <laughs> things to unpack. <laughs> Yeah. And yes. so, you know, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't even be talking to you um, if 
it wasn't for me stepping up and realizing that I needed help, you know, going to therapy, getting coaching, you know, I've invested so much into my personal development and growth. And, you know, I could have hired all the coaches to help me with the business development and strategy and sales and just focused on that, but I wouldn't be wouldn't be here or doing what I'm doing unless it was for the healing journey alongside of it. Like half of your game is mental, half of it strategy. You have to learn how to support yourself and meet yourself where you're at along this journey. Otherwise you just, you won't make it. Like our mental sanity, absolutely everything. Absolutely. And, you know, I really want to circle back to the the notion or the idea that you're kind of circulating in your mind of why can't I operate like everyone else like why can't I show up like everyone else and this is definitely something that I've been unpacking especially in my most recent depressive episode from you know Thanksgiving up until two weeks ago you know I was I was so angry and so infuriated with myself like why can't I show up consistently I'm using air quotes for everyone listening like why can't I show up consistently and grind it out all the time and always be on my shit and it took me going through a depressive episode to understand and come to the clarity that you know as someone diagnosed with bipolar or someone who has clinical depression it is very very likely that we're going to go through bouts of depression for the rest of our lives and that's just being real and i think instead of trying to resist and trying to change and trying to be someone or something else i think it's really time like you're saying to come back into a compassionate place and understand and really truly find that self acceptance of this is who i am This is how I operate. And yes, I can change. And yes, I can heal from this. And yes, maybe down the road, you know, things are going to be easier for me to manage. But this is my experience right now. And it's valid. And my work is valid. And that doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of putting my work out there. So I was really happy that you mentioned that because I think experiencing depression as an entrepreneur can be so deprecating because it can really make us question our worth our value our purpose should I even be doing this so like what is coming up for you as I'm saying this yeah I think we can achieve our own greatest potential and success when we learn just how to meet ourselves where we're at Um, and I just like what I want to drive home for anybody listening is you know this is probably something that you are in the journey of of anchoring in yourself and myself as well is just learning how to ask yourself, you know, not why can't I perform like anyone else, like everyone else, or why am I not, you know, good enough or whatever, but instead thinking, how do I need support? What do I need so that I can have the results that I want, right? right. So for some people, they might be able to go full time in their business in the first year and have that 20k launch and do all these things doesn't mean that you can't have it but hey maybe you need maybe you're for your mental health maybe you need a part-time job for the first two years or maybe uh it's not in your best interest to go full-time right away or maybe you can maybe um maybe you realize that you know once you get into your business and become full-time you actually start to realize how much you've been struggling in your mental health and you need medication. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, you've just got to learn how to support yourself where you are at. And I think this is something I'm really starting to realize for myself is just, uh, you know, and I don't know if you can probably relate to this, but just the denial, like trying to, trying to really almost, yeah, just, just treat ourselves like we are everyone else right? And just perform like everyone else because we're kind of expected to because our society sucks like that. Um, Yeah, it (laughs) does. Just being in denial about our own personal struggles and I don't want to say mental limitations, but, you know, we we have different obstacles than some people. And so many of us, myself included, can really struggle with that denial of like, no, no, I'm fine. But then we, you know, try to set goals like everyone else or perform like everyone else. And then we wonder, well, why am I spiraling again? Well, are you supporting yourself with what you need? Right? Yes. 
Yes. Ah, oh, Kate, I am adoring this conversation. This is exactly what I <laughs> what I needed to kind of like relaunch the interviews. Like, I'm so glad that you were the first one because you validated the fuck out of me just now because you're like, you know, if you need a part time job while you're working at your business, that's fine. And back in October, I went for my business full time and mm-hmm. I just was kind of pushed into that realm. And I felt like I needed to hit 20 bajillion K months. I needed to have 12,000 clients and I needed to have every aspect of my funnel being top notch. Like I felt like I needed all this and it placed so much expectation on myself that my mental health was severely suffering. I was craving structure. I was craving more expansion, but I was putting so much pressure on myself to make this really doable and really successful. And I recently got a part-time job in the cannabis industry, which is where I've been kind of working throughout the last like two years. And I feel really good about that. Like I feel really aligned. I feel like this is going to provide me some structure and really like take off some of the pressure for me to be able to focus on my business from a heart-centered place. So I love that you said that because I was like, yes, I feel validated as fuck right now. So thank you for that. Yes. Totally. And I'm glad that you are being compassionate with yourself and supporting yourself like that. And um, yeah, when I work with my clients, it's like, of course, it's everyone's dream to go full time. But in actuality, what's the best for you? Because we have to realize if you're really passionate about your brand's vision and mission, it's not about who can get there the fastest. It's, you know, I've, I've had three businesses now. I've been doing this for six years. I know this. Yes. <laughs> going into my third year with, with my coaching business, it's about who can last the longest. And so why would you rush something that you want to last? Right. Yes. And so you, in order to really serve people, whether you're service or product based, you know, a coach or creative, whatever you do, you know, why not? give yourself the support that you need and there's nothing wrong if you want to go full-time at 10k months or whatever 5k (laughs) months 2k months if that's your goal go for it but you know I've even had to give had to give myself a lot of that permission because like I could even have a whole conversation about that around like you know as a business coach I feel that I'm expected to perform at a certain level and that's just not my best interest all the time you know I don't I don't have to prove that I'm making 5k months every month or 10k months all the time or having these huge launches to be successful. Like what's, what's wrong with just enough? What's wrong with just building a solid foundation that is slowly and sustainably scaling and I'm learning how to heal and support myself. Like I find that as true success because so many of us, I see this so often so many people will scale too quickly and we want to go full-time we think okay when I'm full-time when I have all these clients then I'll feel better yes uh, you won't feel better I know what it's like <laughs> I, uh, you know you'll hear this from a lot of people like the most successful months sometimes in their businesses are the most stressful and like the worst months of their lives um, and I've experienced that I've had you know my highest grossing month back in like well, of, of 2019, uh, I had like over a 10 K month and I was miserable. I was super, super miserable. So just because you're making more doesn't always mean that you're going to be happier. Definitely not. Such a true so I'm, you know what I'm it's, this is something I'm, you're inspiring me just as we're talking about oh. this, <laughs> but it's, it's something I want to speak up more about is just like, you know, from a business coach perspective, it's popular. It's sexy to advertise the crap out of, don't you want to go full time? Don't you want to make 10K? I hate it. And that sells. That sells. It sells. And you know what's really interesting? I have been really trying to pivot and move into the more conscious uh, marketing realm. And I've noticed, you know, people will continue to go with people who are selling that dream it does affect sales a little bit especially when you're first pivoting because you're attracting a different audience now who actually resonates with that message more um but it's just it's just frustrating you know we say we want this new embodied conscious way of success but 
who are we still listening to as our mentors? Who are we still looking up to? Yes. Right? Who are we still putting on that pedestal? I'm so glad that you said that because I definitely feel like I've been roped into selling the dream, right? Selling the dream of being full time and making all this money and being your own boss and make your own schedule. Like I remember back in the day to like a lot of people that I followed who were in like multi-level marketing companies, like I'll be straight up. Like I was in Young Living just for the discount. And then when they're trying to push that business on me and then they're like, yeah, so, you know, this is how you're going to pay off all your debt you're going to get all these people and recruit all these people and try to sell them this dream and it's like I see even coaches who aren't even in direct sales or anything of that nature kind of using those sales tactics and I'm like you know I've fallen for it of course like I envisioned myself thinking that I could get to that place but it is it's unrealistic for I don't want to say people like us but you know there are the people who I feel like can run themselves into the ground and can keep going. And then there's people with maybe mental health obstacles who can't do that. And they, these, I sometimes think these sales tactics target people who are vulnerable to wanting to live that life and meet those like really high expectations. What do you think about that? Oh yeah. So, um, something you might not know about my story, um, is I actually, when I was a vegan blogger and YouTuber, I wanted to become a health coach. Long story short, I thought the best way to get started in that in- industry was to become a beach body coach. Yes. So, oh, I'm so I glad we're talking about this. <laughs> I did that for over a year and I actually, um, it's what really, it was, it was a very positive journey in the long run for me. It taught me so much. It's what expose me to personal development and healing yeah that's true um yeah I know that world and I've been in that community and um you know not to sound too like judgmental or generalized but all the friends I had in that time they were all so broken just like me and we're not friends anymore um because I did my healing work and they didn't um and um it's unfortunate but that space does become like oh my gosh that the whole MLM world I think there is some positives about it I'm not completely against it I have friends in MLM but a larger majority of it most of it is extremely um, toxic it bypasses the crap out of our mental health and it attracts it and creates this this space for vulnerable people who are unhappy in their lives, who are probably unconsciously struggling with their mental health or undiagnosed. And they think that once they, you know, live life like this beautiful, blonde, white, perfect person on Instagram, then they'll be happy too. Yes. No. (laughs) Wow. I I have to be honest. Like I... (laughs) And I've not admitted this anywhere on the interwebs. I have a sick obsession with watching anti-MLM videos on YouTube. Like that is something that I will fall (laughs) down the rabbit hole of like people reacting to like beach body training calls or like young living educational promotional stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, this shit's crazy. Like I'm glad I was in and out. Well, you know what? Like (laughs) I, so I'm, I'm moving in the direction of my brand of, of being a more conscious embodied business owner and how I'm aware of that is because I have been the complete opposite yes. okay like I know that life yes I used to wake up and you know do my reach outs at like 4 to 5 a.m do my beach body workout and then I go work full time and then I'd step to like midnight working and I used to do a hundred reach outs a day direct message reach outs <gasps> that's insane. I used to do 100 because I became, girl, I became a diamond beach body coach. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Shit. Okay, Kate. So, so I've, I've been on the different sides of the coin. So I can put my mind to whatever I do, but I wouldn't recommend doing it. That's hilarious. That's, <laughs> but but in know, a great way. Good for you getting that coin. Yeah. I, can, I, I know. Like, I, I didn't know better. I thought that's what you should do. And so yes. now when I see people 
sending me these cringy direct cold invites and just like oh honey oh honey, let me teach you oh honey <laughs> like please yeah. I don't know I will say and I will give credit like the very short amount of time that I was in that realm I do think that it helped me feel more confident and like I don't want to say cold messaging but like direct messaging like it did give me more confidence in that approach yes to be totally honest it was a huge backbone to how I learned to do what I do today I had you know I went to school for design and branding and so that's where my education comes in there so I have a college education but um so much of my knowledge about social media and marketing came from MLM um and that's what got me started, but wow, <laughs> that only got me so far. And I right. had to invest and learn a lot from other coaches and mentors. Um, and so, you know, that's not what I use anymore. But hey, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you can't afford a business coach whatsoever. And you just want to understand what it's like. Like, I don't know, maybe it's a good place for you to start. But I don't want to encourage anyone to start an MLM business, but you know, I don't know. Sometimes it can be fun, but um, I think, yeah, for sure. It I mean, have I, some interesting insights. I, I personally love Beachbody. Like I actually still, their workouts work are tight. Like I'm not against the programs. I think it gets, I think it's unfortunate just in a neutral space that the whole company gets a bad rep because yes. honestly, like it changed my life to be really for real, like it was an opportunity for me to grow, to find community. Like that was the most positive thing for me in that time of my life. It got right. me out of partying and smoking and drinking. And um, it was so positive for me, but I pe- think people should just know that there is more to that because I saw, you know, you know, as a coach, as a diamond coach, my whole goal was to build my team. Right. And I would meet these people and I would be like, you don't need to be a beach body coach. Like you have so much more purpose and, you know, passions other than this. And that's really what inspired me to start my business coaching business. Cause I'm like, I need to help y'all actually start other businesses. You don't belong here. And <laughs> I kind of had a little revenge on my old team my old coach because I actually went and kind of stole <laughs> with their top coaches and helped them start their own businesses and go full time oh, yes oh wow so I'm I don't I don't think my old coach likes me very much she won't talk to me <laughs> and I just I'm just so blown away that we're having this conversation because like I said I don't talk very openly about my anti-MLM stance on things and you know yeah. it is a shame because I think that those communities can be so um nurturing and supportive mm-hmm. but I just tell people if you want to join an MLM look at the income disclosure statement and go from there because yeah. 96% of people make no money or go into debt so and that's what I said to yeah. someone that I follow on my personal account like I totally still love some young living people's accounts because their content can just yeah. be really aesthetically pleasing and someone messaged yeah. me and they're like so what was your experience like with with young living like why why did you stop selling if you don't mind my asking and I was like honestly the fact that on the income disclosure statement it shows that like 96 percent of people make no money and because you have to spend money to get your paycheck in those businesses these people are going into debt and to me you're selling a dream that is 96 percent likely that they're not going to achieve and I think that's the unethicalness of MLMs that like tie me up in it yeah and you know the the coaches that are teaching you these things I think sometimes they're blinded by how much things have changed because in their day when they started out, how they became these diamond coaches or whatever, that actually was doable. But yes, as the industry has grown, and they're gonna always tell you so no, saturated or it is the market isn't saturated, but oh yes, it is. It is what it is. You just it's have so to saturated. accept it. Um, but yeah, you have to realize like if you want to get into MLM, like. First of all, do it in an authentic and conscious way. And you know, you don't have to invite all your friends and family. And yes, it will still feel awkward years after. Um, 
It's not worth it, okay? Trust me. It's not worth 50 bucks in the personal point, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, still awkward to this day. Um, I've had people from high school block me, so yeah. Um, but realize that, like, if you want to do it, it's got to become part of your lifestyle. Yeah, And you're not going to make money overnight. You might make a little side cash here and there, but hey, you want to do oils? Like, do it because you love essential oils. Yes. Like, it's just part of your lifestyle and you would spend money on it probably anyway. Yeah. Or you already love working out from home and you just want to invite people to come work out with you and do beach body workouts. Like, that is how those businesses become sustainable when it's already part of your lifestyle and it's just something like it's supernatural for you to just mm. that's part of your life but the people who are the most successful in MLM are those who build their own personal story and their own personal brands yes I'm going to tell you like these are these are MLM tips here so I'm kind of going against <laughs> your, your anti-MLM but it's like those who are successful they they you know, go against the grain of what your coaches are trying to teach you. Make it your own personal brand. Share your own story. You don't have to sell Beachbody's Energize pre-workout and try to make it look, look mysterious. Like everyone knows what that mysterious. yellow drink is in your Instagram posts. Like we're not going to be curious and ask about it. Everyone knows. Like I know when someone's a Beachbody coach, I'm like, okay, their page is about fitness. I bet you if I scroll down a little bit, I'm going to find Energize. It in their cup i'm like oh spotted it or oh where's the shakeology right where's the superfood shake at yeah where's your super (laughs) (laughs) oh no but this is getting this is so funny like i just i needed this laugh today i just i adore this conversation with you and you know tying it back to let's tailor it back to like outside of mlm so you you truly stand behind the fact that like a successful business and presence and storytelling really comes from your own personal experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's so much power in storytelling and that, that is something I really anchor into with a lot of my clients and like how I help them build their programs and really understand how to market themselves and their work is through understanding, first of all, like, what is your personal transformation? What's your story? And often what we're serving through our our brands and our businesses is some replica of that, right? Some sort of A to B transformation. So not only is it important to know what your story is for your marketing and for your service development, so you can know how to better serve your clients, but it's important to share your story because like I said before, it's, it's relatable and empowers other people to know that they're not alone and that they can do it too. Right. That's really all that this is. We're just, you know, none of us are better than each other. We're all just people on the same journey. And some of us are just a little bit further up the ladder and we're just reaching a hand down and going, Hey, I can help you up here. Grab my hand. Here's the story of how it happened you want to go there? Okay. Let's, let's help you come up to this level. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, it's, uh, I, I started working with new, new client recently and she told me that her coach told her to not share her story and that stuff like doesn't matter. And I was like flabbergasted that someone wow. would even say that, like you were taught to like not share your story and it's distracting. And I was like, no, no, honey, we're going to spend like a month on this. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's like plenty of time for integration. I like that approach because I think sometimes entrepreneurs like want to dive into um, their story and maybe they're in a course that's only like six weeks or they're doing this or that and they like they feel rushed to have to have it all figured out. And it's I like that you're giving your client like a whole month to unpack their story because I think sometimes we think we know our story, but then we like really like sit with it and maybe crack it open a little bit more. We find there's more juicy goodness in there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I think we get confused, like when, you know, we, we should, we hear we should share our stories, right? Share your story. What does that actually mean? Do I share mm. my whole life story? Do I share what's happened to me in the last two weeks? <laughs> you <know>? Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, share, share what's, share what is relevant to your offer 
uh, well, re relevant to your ideal clients and relative to your offer and what's relatable to your ideal client. The, the three R's of a great story, relative, relatable, and um, what did I just say? The other R. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whatever I just said. <laughs> I don't like taking notes. Um, I'm like, shit, I don't, I, I don't know. Cause I, I was writing them. <laughs> <laughs> Relative, relatable and, uh, yep. Whatever I said. Whatever I said. <laughs> Share your story. <laughs> Share your story. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. These are all really great little tidbits of knowledge. And I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us because I know that, um, story can be kind of hard for some people to navigate. Like, like you said, like, how deep do I go? Do I talk about what I had for breakfast and how that impacted my life? Or do I talk about, you know, <laughs> my experience with bullying or whatever? Like it, it really is about, like you said, looking at who your ideal client is, your offer and your mission, like what kind of energetic footprint are you looking to leave? And so kind of pedaling back to mental health, like with navigating a business while also holding space for your mental health, how does your self-care look? And what is a non-negotiable for you when it comes to taking care of yourself? Yeah, so I might run my business differently, maybe than some other business coaches or some other people might recommend. Um, I personally only really work maybe five, six hours a day. So um, I think the first place I integrate self-care is realizing that I can run my schedule in a way I want and hey I'm privileged because I am full-time in my business so I will acknowledge that not everyone has that opportunity um but why I only work a short amount of hours is well first of all I choose to work six days a week instead of five okay because that way I can work shorter hours that's what works for me best um and it's really important for me to have like it's a lot of time, but a couple hours in the morning to, I like to have slow mornings. I like to have my coffee and I love to journal. So journaling for me has been a staple in my healing and my mental health. Um, you know, I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes it's really hard to understand what we're feeling yes. and why we're feeling it. Um, especially if we have like pre-existing trauma or if you have PTSD, like we're dealing with a trigger and sometimes when you're triggered or in some sort of spiral it's really hard to understand like where is my emotions coming from and especially when you're online and when you're on social media we're constantly getting triggered and yes i think it's just really important to take that time and space before you're jumping into your workday or getting on social media to do a self-check-in and so i use journaling for that that's my non-negotiable um, I use a format of first I brain dump and then I do something called AIG. So affirmations that I write down for myself. Um, and then I write my intentions. So like, what is my intention for the day? Like what does success look like for me? Um, and then I write out what I'm grateful for because the more we focus on what's going right, the more our mind will look for that. Um, so yeah, I have to have that that self-check-in time every morning uh, kind of helps me feel seen and heard. And, um, you know, yesterday my journaling practice just looked like me writing about what I was pissed off about. And it yes. doesn't always have to be positive. It doesn't have to be like, I am manifesting 10K months. I am <laughs> like, no, like I'm pissed off my boyfriend because of this or whatever, you know? Yes. You've got to affirm your emotions because if we don't take that time and space, probably going to bleed out in some other way. Um, so that's really important for me, you know, especially when you're a coach, when you have to hold that space, um, you might feel all right, you know, okay, yeah, I can dive into this day, but energy maintenance is energy and emotional maintenance is so important, especially when you're a service provider. So uh, yeah, taking time for journaling every morning. And then if I can get outside once a day and going for a walk, that's super important for mental health. Um, I live in the Pacific Northwest and right near the beach. No, yep. Well, there's no sun basically ever here. So I have to get outside <laughs> as much as I can because seasonal depression is so real here. Oh, yeah. So those are, those are kind of my non-negotiables getting outside once a day, even if it's for five minutes, just standing outside in the sun um, and journaling for sure. Those are two of my staples. 
I love yes. I love journaling. <laughs> it's so powerful. And I don't know if you like kind of like what you said that, you know, sometimes like you don't know how you're feeling. And I think when yeah. you struggle or have like any mental health obstacles um, in that morning time, I don't know about you, but like when I wake up, it's like, I don't know where I'm at just yet. Like I need like a minute to calibrate, like in process, like, okay, am I depressed today? Am I more energized today? Am I extremely anxious today? So I, I definitely resonate with a slow morning because you need that time to kind of calibrate and like check in with yourself. Yeah. Cause for people who have mental health obstacles, um, should come up with like a cool name for like people with mental health obstacles like yes. the unicorn or <laughs> the unicorn us um I, I think it. if we're feeling off like that can dictate our whole day and you know if I'm having anxiety I'm not gonna be productive um and so we have to figure out like okay do I need to do less today or do I need to cancel a meeting or you know, so taking that time to check in before we just rush into our day and then we're unconsciously, you know, acting out of what we're do- what we don't realize we're feeling and then we have some sort of breakdown, like that prevents those mental spirals and that prevents that, you know, us being really hard on ourselves and we can take that time to just go, well, how am I feeling and creating a, a judgment-free zone. And especially if you're working in a job, a really fast-paced job, be really hard when you don't know what you're feeling and you're going throughout your day and you're having all this anxiety and you're like what's wrong with me you know if you can realize like oh I'm feeling off today maybe you can kind of catch it before it starts to spiral and figure out ways to support yourself better throughout the day I think it's just so important to just create self-awareness even if you can't always figure out how to feel better just having that awareness and and it allows you to not project it on other people. Too, right. Right. And, and your take, clients. Take responsibility. Yeah. 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 For sure. Mm. So do you ever, so when you wake up and let's say you have like a day plan that's kind of busy and you wake up and you're just like not feeling it, Mr. Krabs, like, do you feel like guilt when you have to take rest? Yeah, I, I do. I, I It's something, you know, I'm here to share my story real and raw and organically. I'm, I'm still in a healing process myself. Um, So I do feel some guilt and it's something that I'm working on overcoming. I don't feel as guilt as I, as much as I used to, like, especially when I first started out my business, like I would work no matter what Uh, hustle was ingrained into me. Especially Um, from Beachbody. Yes. (laughs) And so now two years later, um, I don't feel it as much. And so sometimes um, if I'm like really struggling with giving myself that space, I'll call my boyfriend and I'm like, I need to talk to you. I'm not feeling good and I'm not sure what to do today. And I'm just, I'm overwhelmed and I don't know how to support myself today. So can you help me like navigate how I'm feeling? So not not every single one of us has someone to help us figure out how to support ourselves better. Sometimes we have to do that through journaling. Not all, we can't talk to our therapists all the time, or maybe sometimes we can't afford one. Um, That too. But I think like, I mean, yesterday was literally that day for me. I didn't get to work till like one o'clock. And I realized like, okay, I have all these things I wanted to do today. I'm feeling super creative, but I'm having really bad anxiety. And I had realized part of the reason was because I had coffee for breakfast and I forgot to eat breakfast because oh, my truth. medication root like has completely suppressed all my hunger signals. And so I'll forget to eat. And I'm like, okay, that's why we're having anxiety. We need to go eat like a fat sandwich. Yes. And so I ate a bunch of food and I'm like, I feel so much better. I'm like, ta-da. So I had to <laughs> listen to my body. And once I ate and I took a walk, I felt so much better. So sometimes I think we just have to realize like, I feel like maybe you can rela- uh, relate to this, but you can sometimes have anxiety about having anxiety. It's like, yes. oh, I'm oh God, I'm anxious. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was really me yesterday. Uh, it's like you're feeling the shame about how you're feeling and you go into this shame spiral 
And sometimes you just have to go, okay, we're feeling this way. How can I just shift? How can I not necessarily focus on like fixing myself or solving the situation? How can I just shift like my mood, shift how I'm feeling? And so I was like, okay, um, I'm going to eat something. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm just going to set down my phone. We're just, we're going to, when I get back home from my walk, I'm going to restructure my to-do list. And you know what? It's not the end of the world if uh, this project I'm working on waits another week. Because you know what? This is a business I want to last. And it's probably, you know, bringing conscious and grounded energy and attention to this project. It's probably going to help me be more productive than when I'm anxious. So I think like realizing that, that you're going to do so much better when you're feeling better enables us to, you know, obliterate some of that, that shame um, and that that guilt. Um, But it's really hard too, you know, when you're, you know, I am really mindful of how many collaborations I accept. Yes. Um, You know, I said no to podcast interviews for like a year or any kind of collaborations because I just like, even though I wanted to do them, I'm like, I know it's just stacking on another thing on my to-do list this week is going to overwhelm me. Yes. You have to know yourself. Like sometimes there might be projects you so want to do, but you've, you've got to meet yourself where you're at and you've got to be compassionate and self-aware enough to look at your patterns and go, I keep burning out. Why is that? Right. Maybe I'm different. Maybe I need, maybe I can't handle eight hours of work in my business a day. Maybe I can only handle four. Yeah. Right. That's so valid. You know, however anyone wants to show up in their business is valid. And so what advice do you have for those listening who, you know, maybe they have their own business or maybe they want to start their own business, but are afraid because they may feel that their experience with mental health might hold them back. Yeah. I would say first and foremost, um, set goals Set, set your goals, whatever that is, and then check in with yourself if those goals are actually yours or if they are very outside influenced. Ooh, so yes. I want you to set authentic goals for yourself and be setting your goals from a measure that you feel like you can reach. Because sometimes I've seen this with a lot of my clients, for some of my clients, you know, it really works for them to have their goal through our, like my business coaching program summit, for example, I help a lot of my clients like go full time and have their first launch and they'll, you know, onboard like six clients or something. And like, that's a good goal for them. But for some of my clients, what's going to work better for them is to just focus on, I just want to book one client, you know, mm. and that's, what's going to help me just get started. So I want you to just realize that you need to set goals in a way that's just going to help you get started. It's not about being the best first time out of the gate. Like the only way that you learn is by learning. And so you don't have to make a 5k month or go full time right away. That doesn't mean that you're not going to do that someday. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful, but figure out what's going to be realistic for you. Um, And Sometimes, yeah, we do have to be open to challenging our own mindsets of what we think we can achieve. Um, Again, I could go into a whole um, deep-rooted spiral around, like, law of attraction and and manifesting, um, you know, your goals. Because there is a lot of validity there, but again, you have to be setting goals that you can mentally handle, Yes. right? Maybe taking on six clients and going full-time with your first launch isn't what's best for you because maybe you're actually not mentally stable enough for that. So realize what your goals are. Are they actually your own? And um, do you need to, you know, question if you're actually limiting yourself? Or do you maybe need to scale it back a little bit so that it's not so intimidating? It doesn't stress you the heck out. So it can still be fun for you and your business can still be approachable, right? Um, You're not putting this pressure on yourself to perform at some expected level. Um, And secondly, just ask yourself, you know, depending on what your goals are, how do I need to support myself, 
right? Asking that question, not how can I perform like everyone else and reach this goal as quick as possible? Like I feel like I should, but how do I need support? So maybe I need to scale back another project. or so maybe I need to tell some of my friends I'm launching new business and this next month's really busy. So I might not be able to hang out because I need to like really maintain my mental energy. Uh, maybe you need to make sure that you're seeing your therapist every week. Truth. Um, you know, maybe you've been able, this is something that this is my own personal journey. I was able to operate in my, you know, before my business, I was able to operate for quite a while without medication. But I realized once I came into my business and I was performing um, at a much more intimate level, pouring out a lot more energy that I needed medication. There wasn't a way I was going to be able to operate in my business without it. Um, so sometimes when you get into those goals, you it's, it's a great reflective mirror for the support you actually need. Um, mm. But I never want anyone to have to have to burn out to realize that they need help. Yes. Oh, that's such powerful, powerful tidbits, because what was like the phrase that was just coming to mind as you're giving this advice and these bits of wisdom was just cultivating sustainability, sustainability within yourself, within your mental health, within your business. And oh man, like this is just speaking to my soul because I I feel very strongly that I just went through this period of like, well, my business, I need 10 clients and I need a bajillion dollars every month to feel successful. And I just, I really in going through this depressive episode have come out on the other side, looking at it as I need to honor myself in whatever way is going to make me feel most sustainable in my business because true things, like I think about this relationships as well. Like I didn't manifest, let's say, because I do believe in manifestation that when you do the inner work, you call forth what it is you've made room to receive. You know, I didn't, I wasn't in a place to call forth the partner I have now unless I had done the inner work of knowing my self-worth and knowing what I'm worthy of receiving. And that took a lot of time. That took a lot of inner work. That took a lot of shadow work. And I feel very strongly that in business, as you said, you know, our business is like a mirror to our personal development. And when you are an entrepreneur, especially a coach or a creator or a healer in the wellness realm, like it is a part of your personal development. It is a part of your self-care and creating sustainability in a way that honors you. Like you said, that might only look like one client a month, you know, that might look like, you know, taking things slow and that doesn't make what you have to offer any less valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to realize that you don't have to make 5k months to be successful. If that's, if that's going to drive you towards worse mental health um it's about it's about doing it in a way that's sustainable like my number one thing i i live by and i preach all the time is sustainability is profitability Ooh, right? i like that yeah you don't want to work with a coach who is super uber successful in their first year and then by the second year they're burning out right and we see so many coaches grinding and lose the embodiment of their message and they stop practicing their medicine themselves, right? Becoming like the wounded healer. Oh um, yeah. Right. We we have to still remember to take our own medicine. And how can you create a a system that still allows you to do that? Um so yeah, meet yourself uh, with that, y'all. I love this conversation, Kate. <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I I Same. this could be a three thousand hour long podcast and I'd really Let's be okay. Do but- it. I I just, I want to pick your brain more in the future because I really just like your perspective and your approach to life and wellness and business. And it's so conscious and it's so in alignment with where I'm going with what I'm creating. So I just can't thank you enough for being here. And before we go, I would love to know where can others connect with you and what offers do you have coming out? I'd love for this to be a stage for you to promote yourself and what you have to offer. Well, thank you. And thank you, Jess. I'm equally excited for you. Like, this I needed this too this is it's been the bee's knees um (laughs) so yeah you can find me on Instagram that's where I'm the most active I am Kate Viseri spell my name k-a-i-t by the way um sometimes people can't find me because my name's spelled different um and my website and all my links are there so the number one way that I work with people is through my summit business coaching program that's where we do help you build like your signature offer 
your um, kind of rinse and repeat marketing and sales strategy. So it's kind of like a business foundational school and course along with one-on-one coaching. And then I do help higher level, more intermediate entrepreneurs through my evergreen coaching um, offer, really focuses on developing CEO skills, business sustainability, diversifying your marketing. Um, And I am gonna be launching uh, a new membership in the next couple months. So everyone can stay stay, uh, alert for that. I'm really excited. I'm actually working on some of the graphic design for this morning. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of cool things coming out this year, but, um, I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love all that you offer and your content is so helpful. I truly like, I always look forward to seeing your stuff because it just kind of realigns me. Like sometimes I feel like I wake up and I'm like, I don't know what to do with my business today. I have no direction. And then I'll see something come up from your account. And I'm like, I have some direction today. Thank you, Kate. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, that's good. It means I'm doing my job. And you know, if anybody wants to come into my space, like, you know, not to gloat, but I do have a lot of great content. I try to provide a lot of free information. I have a lot of very like swipeable educational posts. I have free master classes in my bio Um, So I have a lot of, you know, easy to use resources and trainings that are free that you can get started with, even if you're not able to invest right away. Which is so great. And I think that's so valuable to creating such a thriving and sustainable ecosystem is having something for everybody. And I really love how inclusive you are. So really, thank you again for being here. I'm sure everyone listening enjoyed it as much as I did, because I know the fact that we went off on MLMs just that made my day. (laughs) We're going to like start like a commentary YouTube channel together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That would be amazing. (laughs) Everyone listening, please go follow and support Kate. Uh, Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You guys know where to find me on Instagram at the compassionate CEO, and you can check out my website. I'm finally getting together a newsletter. So go to the and we'll connect there. Thanks guys so much for listening. I love you. I'm always here to support you and send you really good vibes for the rest of your day.